Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All right, so let me, this, this is where the show comes in full circle, right? Yeah. So I'm not a college, working non-end jobs, warehouse, Tim agency, call center, kind of a regular college Trying to find yourself, still doing my events, got into promotion. Um, I, I landed my first big boy job at Pinsky. Mm-hmm. Pinsky is a yeah. God tells me he was like, I've been there about a year and a half now. One of the drivers like, hey man, you need to look into dispatching. Like, that's that's some good money. I'm about to give me a truck. Look into dispatching. I'm like, all right, cool. Mind you, in and out the air. Boom. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. So I'm working. I'm working. Um, I'm working downtown Atlanta location. I I meet this guy. He's like, oh yeah, man, my brother. He, he does this. He does that. Like we looking for dispatchers. That's my second time in it. So my he's a regular customer. So I don't think none of it. In and out, in and out here. <laughs> One of my older frat brothers working Pinsky higher up. He's a lease sales rep. He uh he came. He told me on the, on some like on some side stuff. Like hey man, I know you promoted the club. I got a new client. He's a club owner. Apparently he's like one of the big guys in the city. So he was like, hey, man, um, you know, try to link with him, talk yeah. to him. But now I'm trying to figure out who he is. Boom. The brother come back in. Oh, yeah, my brother owned nightclubs. Oh, yeah, for real? Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, we, like I tell you, you're starting a truck company. You know somebody who dispatch? Oh, I know how to dispatch. <laughs> I know how to dispatch. Word. At a, at a, I dispatch. Mind you, I ain't met his brother or nothing. I ain't know how to dispatch. So sometimes he's like, oh, yeah, well, get my number. I got his number. Me and him was texting. Ooh, I'm going home though. This is when I was like, all right, bro, you need to change. Like, you can't be going to the clubs, leaving at three or four, then got work at six, seven o'clock in the morning. Like, it's training. Yeah. So, so I was like, I oh, mind you, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You gotta, hey, you gotta watch your shoulder. up everybody it's your boy back again with another episode of big boss talk the podcast listen i got another great recommended guest top tier guest this man is on the move always constantly i followed his social media when he was recommended and i was like man this dude get jiggy in the a you know what i'm saying moving around as you can see you know he on go right now so uh let me introduce my guest um uh, you know because it's a top tier guest so i got uh dare reese AKA Biscuit Anderson, age 29, um, career slash job. He's a VP of a trucking company uh, slash party promoter. Uh, went to college at Albany State University, got his degree in mass communications. Um, years in his profession is two years. Um, it's pretty funny that we actually played Albany State um, in football, a little small school, North Greenville University. So we played John like my freshman year. It was a long time ago, um, but it was, a, it was a dope game. Albany State always has some huge players like solid, you know what I'm saying, athletic is on the way. I think we lost that game too, so it's all good. Um, but, Biscuit, man, say what's up to the podcast. Man, what's going on, everybody? I appreciate you. I, I, 
I'm really mad that I'm in my car, but this is how my life is. I live out my car, bro, honestly. Uh, I'm always on the go. And it's funny that you say you went to North Greenville. I got recruited from them in high school, but it was in the middle of nowhere. So I said, no, sir. Listen, <laughs> Listen man, I ain't know it was in the middle of nowhere until I went and to go work out. And they gave me a little bit of money before I left. I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take the money and just come on out here. But it's definitely in the sticks. No cap. In the sticks. But nah, man, I appreciate you for being on the podcast, man. But listen, it wouldn't be big boss talk if we didn't get into two truths and a lie. So um, let me hear three statements. Um, two true, one lie. I got to guess the lie, and hopefully I can guess it. Okay. Two truths and a lie. Um, I'm from I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, I tour to different HBCUs and I have DJed a wedding. Mm, okay, so you're from Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. You tour to different HBCUs and you DJed a wedding. Right. Bet. Uh, dang. So, I mean, obviously the song came out, you know, the Atlanta, Georgia, you know, this is not Atlanta, whatever. I, I don't know. You know, you might be from Atlanta. I mean, you went to Albany State. Um, I believe you do tour HBCUs. Um, I, I want to think that I've seen it like on a story or something. Cause I try to do a little bit of research and just go back and see, you know, what everybody's involved in and then DJ the wedding, you know, that would, I mean, you've hosted a lot of different things. So DJ in the wedding doesn't seem uncommon, um, uh, from, yeah. from, from your style. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Atlanta, Georgia is the lie. I mean, you probably from Georgia. I'm just going to, I'm going to say Atlanta, Georgia though, is not, uh, that's the lie. Man, I got on the Atlanta shirt right now, bro. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, man. I was born, I was born in the hospital. I'm from the center of the city, bro. Okay. Well, my lie was I've DJed a wedding. I've hosted a wedding. I never DJ one. Okay, good. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. That man say, I got an Atlanta shirt on right now. Bet. I'm in, for real, for real. I'm at my barbershop right now. On in the, on the west side right now. I'm in West Atlanta right now. Like people don't come over here, but my grandma stay up the street. Got to go run to her before I go out and hit the road and do what I'm doing. So now nah, I'm from Atlanta. I moved to Douglasville when I, when I got a little older, but I'm definitely from the city, and I'm gonna record as you see. It's just so I see. I see. I'm from the city, though. But hey. yeah, <laughs> that's what's up, man. Well, look, I appreciate that playing the two truths. So there are uh, two truths and a lie. A lot uh, lost. So I'm in the L column for the day. But um, before we get started, bro, I got four questions for you, man, before we get started. They real simple questions. But obviously, you're a party promoter. Um, you know, I think, you know, just watching what you do, I think it's a natural. You have to have a talent to be able to bring people together, be able to promote, uh, bring, create a vibe and, and have people interested in, in what you got going on. So what's what's the key to a, a, a lit party, man? What, what What's somebody, you know, top three centers you Maybe top four essentials you gotta have to make sure that the party is right, uh, that the vibe is right. What's some of that? Okay, so a lot of people don't understand this, and this is this is this sets your promoters away from people who just want to just go out and be around the girls. You actually have to meet and plan your events. Mm -hmm. Like we meet every week when it comes to one of our brunches because we got the biggest brunch in the city. So it's kind of like we meet every week, like. Yeah. I'm talking about like a real meeting. Sit down at a meeting table, discuss the issues, what we what we didn't prepare for, what we prepared for, mm -hmm. and what. Um, so definitely like organized and meeting. Like that's one thing. A lot of and a lot of people think it's just like 
posting a flyer on Instagram, honestly, think about how many people you see on Instagram. Yes, everybody had a phone in their hand, but how many times you see a people like a person that's really a flyer catches their eye? So it's it's it's, it's different things that you got to do that I learned around along the way. Yeah. Uh, of like how to actually promote it to the masses. Uh, where there, if, if it's fly of uh, pay pay flyers like ads mm. on Instagram. Um, I have like I'm in a frat, so my frat brother he does vibes at ATL. Yep. He does like where he goes around reviewing different different places and he got like a big following. Go pay him. Hey bro, come over here. Um come get this free food, try it out. He got a hundred fifty thousand folks that's from Atlanta. Yeah. Boom. Oh it, it go crazy. So <laughs> you gotta you gotta learn how to prepare right as far as meeting. Um you have to um know how to, to promote without just posting a flyer. Um and then another thing I would say is uh, don't don't be in it for the wrong reasons. Like if you if you're a part, it's so easy to just party every weekend. Yeah, like right. we're we're around it every. I'm around it all day every day. If I was to do that, bro, I would never conduct real business. Like mm. it's it's a business. A lot of people don't understand this. So promotions, the club, the nightlife, is a business, and it's a big business in Atlanta yep. because think. I'm just known for it. They're known for the hip hop genre, the nightlife. Everything falls into the nightlife. Whether it's you, you're a singer, you rap, you're an actor, <laughs> it falls into the entertainment, which is the nightlife. Everybody, everybody has a birthday. Everybody, everybody wants to celebrate something. So it's like you got to have a business mindset. You got to treat it as a business. And then the last thing I would say is um, those was, was three. Just don't don't get caught up into it. Have a bigger goal, bro. Like, yeah. just don't be a promoter. I, I used to fight that name so much because when I was in high school, I was throwing parties. When I got into college, I, when I joined a frat, I really kind of let go of the parties. Right. And when I first graduated, I was throwing events. Like I was doing sipping paints. I was doing, uh, I was doing, um, uh, what is it called? The um, like the matchmaking. I can't think of the, the, the like name. Speed dating. Speed dating. I did speed yeah. datings. I did for Screech 945. Like, I was, I was doing events, events, and, you know, it was good, and that's something that I love. Like, I love comedy shows. I love comedy. A lot of people don't know. I actually, like, be hosting comedy shows. I thought it. But um, I would say just don't get caught up into it. Like, have an end goal. Don't just be there to party, because if you do that, the nightlife will suck you up. So, yeah. So, first one is prepare, meet. Yeah. Second one, learn how to promote to the masses. Yeah. The third is to think of it as a business and a fourth one don't get caught into it. For sure, for sure. All right, so then where does the nickname come from, bro? All right, so the nickname is <laughs> it's crazy. A lot of people don't even know. A lot of people ask me and I'd be like, all right, and my family, just because I don't want to I don't want to sit here and explain how how long I had this nickname. <laughs> but my family actually hates my nickname biscuit. They really? know if you know like if you come around me and you call me biscuit when you're around my family, they know you don't know me. Mm. Like my Call me by my first name. They, my mama hates it. She hates it. <laughs> so I just, for a long story short, I be telling people, nah, it just came from my family since I was little. But actually, it came from the Boys and Girls Club. So I was living in Atlanta. I was living in Atlanta, going to school, and I was staying with my grandma, um, right here. Actually, I'm right here by. And um, I was going to my mom and my stepdad moved to Douglasville, but on the summer times, I go out to the Boys and Girls Club, stay with my mom and them. Yeah. So um, it was a guy. It was two guys, they was older, and they 
like you know, you join in, they was called they called me biscuit head one time. Yeah. And it just stuck and it went from biscuit head to biscuit. And then like it got out the boys and girls. Mind you, I lived in Atlanta, so I used to come back home. You no, know, I'm I'm Darius to Atlanta. And then I go back to Douglasville. Like when I finally actually moved out there with my mom, it, it went from the boys and girls club to everybody in mm. Douglasville, like calling me biscuit. And it just stuck. And when I and me, I'm so business minded. When I'm like, I I don't like it, but, it's but people it. know me, and if I know me, I can bring them to my parties. So you know, that's kind of how it went. Bro. Word, man. I, I I don't know what it is, man, about nicknames, man. Like like I said, biscuit was one of them, but it never stuck with me. Um, but the only one that really stuck with me was peanut. So my my real nickname, like everybody just know me by peanut. And that one just stuck with me forever. Like to this day, like, you know what I'm saying? Like to this day, people just run up to me and be like, what's up, Peanut? Or, or like I introduce myself as like I try to use my real name, but then they'll find out, oh, your name ain't Peanut. Like we're going to keep calling you that. You know what I'm saying? So imagine you can't even introduce yourself. Somebody, yeah. You try to give them your name. Like I'll be like, hey, how you doing? I'm Darius. Are you Biscuit? <laughs> Word, man. Okay, then the next one. What gives Atlanta the best vibes, bro? Like, why is Atlanta just known for the vibes, man? Like, be real. But it started. It started before us, bro. Honestly, that that oh four, that that middle that that early two thousand age when Atlanta started taking over the hip hop scene. Yeah, like generation before us, man. They they really like. Even you go back into the late nineties, bro. The Freaknik area, like yep. that us who actually. Got Atlanta to where it was at, and it's kind of like I trying to maintain it. That's that's really the truth, man. Because it's like it's like imagine coming into a made like a made bed, like your bed is already made. You just got to keep it made, and that's kind of how it is now. It's like Atlanta has like I be finding myself like, man, I want to move, I want to go experience something new. Yeah. But then I go somewhere else, and I'm like, man, it's just somebody Atlanta. Like <laughs> it's already, it's already been set. Like it's the the tone has been set. Like, like I told you, bro, we meet about parties. Like, we don't just party. Like, right. it's serious. So it tells you, like, like I went to Dallas, and they just now stopped doing BYOB. Like, mm. you're bringing your bottle to the club. Yeah. Like, they t- yeah. We did. <laughs> a lot of probably We've been doing that. So it's kind of like, man, just staying ahead of time. I, man, like, I've been in this, this game for not, not too long, but I've learned a lot. And I, I watch how other promoters or uh, club owners – how they move, I, I read them, and I watch, I gain something from everybody, bro. And it, it matter if you're younger than me, you're older than me. Like, it's always game to learn. I just see, like, how they move. Like, they'll go out of town, and you'll think it's a vacation, but they really just going out of town, go to another club, see what they got going on. Okay, let me see what y'all doing different. Like, mm-hmm. how come I get into Atlanta? And that's why people love coming to the city, because you could be from Detroit, and you get a piece of Detroit in Atlanta. Yeah. So... That makes sense, yeah. man. Houston, I got a lot of people that come to Houston, man. So I'm I'm in Houston. Houston nightlife is is cool. Uh, it's all right, you know what I mean. But I'm starting to get to the point where I don't even like. It's just getting a little aggravating to try to go out, you know, in Houston. But you know what I'm saying. I get people that's from Atlanta. They come to Houston. They be like, Nah, Atlanta got Houston beat. You know, most deaf. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I haven't been to Houston. I've been to Dallas. I was actually gonna come to Houston this week, but I got caught up in the truck and stuff. Um. But everybody tell me Houston is just like Atlanta. Like, it is, I mean, it's, I, it's bro, it's definitely like Atlanta. But do you ever feel like when you out in Atlanta, if you going out, like you always gotta like 
It's like I gotta. You always gotta put it on, like dress to the nine. Like it ain't no, it ain't no off. Like I like to go to the spots and be like, okay, I can wear like a jersey, some nice shoes, you know, jeans look clean, but yeah, I see, I see. It's not allowed. Gotta put it on every time. But I mean, luckily with me, I do it so much. It's kind of like it gets to the point where I be like, all right, I don't care what I wear this weekend, but. Then you gotta have back in your mind, like, okay, what happened if uh, Lotto if she walk in today? Yeah, like, are you ready to take your photo out with Lotto? <laughs> so that's that thing. Like, I'd be like, I also like put on a clothes day, but then I'd be like, this just might just be that weekend, and you don't want to be that person when it's that weekend and you got on some 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 BS. You ain't ready. That's that's the only reason I would say. You know what I'm saying, like. I get it, I get it. And in Atlanta, like even a brunch, you can't go to brunch with no regular clothes on. Right. Gotta step. You gotta step. Which is I mean, it's cool. I guess it's it's acceptable. I just had to ask, you know what I'm saying? Or, or at least let you know, like Houston, because I'm from South Carolina, so I've been to Atlanta uh, you know, multiple times, but now I moved out to Houston, it's like I'm getting a little different sense of the vibe. And then I talk to people from Atlanta and they just be like, Man, Atlanta just unmatched, you know what I'm saying? Even though a lot of people say Houston is Atlanta 2.0 or, or just a kind of more spread out Atlanta. So it's just, you get different vibes, man. But I really want to uh, go into the next part. It's just, it's very much uh, educational, man. Give people a little bit of uh, a background about you. Uh, did you always, you know, what did you want to be kind of like growing up? You know what I'm saying? Are you doing everything that you said like you thought you would growing up? Or did you have different dreams, you know, growing up through school, you know, elementary, high school, and maybe even college? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't honestly think nobody is kind of doing what they thought they would do. Yeah. Um, going into college, man, I thought I was going to be a principal of a high school. What? Like, that was just, man, I even changed my life. Like, mind you, like, this is how I know this is kind of like a, this is kind of like a, 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 a calling for me. Because in high school, the first time I got a party bug in me, I was 16. My mom was like, what you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, I want to throw a birthday party. Worked out of Heck, I'm smart. This is before social media, like, like, yeah, at like two, three hundred kids pack. My mama, like, I was just telling my mama, like, let's just charge two dollars. My mama was charging five. Like, mm. I left with, I bought a PlayStation, what, it was two or three at the time? Yeah. Bought one, gave it to my, my mama the money, like, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, I got something. But, I was I kept throwing parties in high school, but I stopped when I went to college because I wanted to be an education major, and you got to uphold yourself a certain <laughs> way. Yeah, you got a certain way you can do certain things. So it kind of like strayed me away from education because I was finding myself. I was like, man, I want to be a teacher. Like I know that's like I love kids. I love like especially like teenagers. I like to grab hold to them and and kind of guide them in the right way. For sure, but like. As soon as I graduated, dude was like, hey, bro, I used to see you host, host stuff in, in college. Like, can you host my, my comedy show? And I realized when I when I promoted it and mm. stuff, the whole crowd was my crowd. Right. So that's when I kind of like, okay, you can't run from this, bro. You can't. You just can't. can't run from college. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when I was in school, um, really, I was online. Um, I was pledging. And, um, 
you had to take the gates. You had to take the gates to get in. You had to take the pre gates to get into be a education major. You got to be in the program, mm-hmm. and you had to pay like two, three, two hundred fifty dollars, three hundred dollars. I was online though, so I ain't had no money. <laughs> so I major over to mass communication because I was like, oh, I like you know communication, radio, broadcast, all this, that, and third. Yep. So I did that. I stuck with that. Um, graduated um, with my um, degree in mass comm. And at first, I was fighting like, man, I don't went to college for no reason. But now I look at it and I'm like, man, look at all the connections that I made, all the people that I met. Yeah. Uh, my network game is so crazy just because of the steps that I took. I got like, my mom, like, <laughs> I was telling her, like, man, I don't know if I get married, like, what I'm going to do? She was like, you got to invite your real friends. Like, yeah. she was like, you know, she was like, because you got, you got, I got people from elementary that pull up on me, middle school, high school, college. When I would start working a little bit, when I got out of college, like I got a group of set of people from every <laughs> way of my direction of my life. So um, I stopped finding it, man, and, and kind of accepted it. And now that I accepted it, and I was like, man, this I think this is what it, my calling. And my family accepted. Now I'm just like, man, it's a blessing. I don't yeah. have to clock in, go to work. Like it's just once once you accept your you're calling and stop fighting it, man. Your life would be so much better. And that's that's kind of what it was, man. I kind of just accepted that this is the life for me, and I, I really did deep into it, and it got me where I'm at right now. Man, that's dope, man. That's hard. That's, uh, I mean, a true testament of just, like you said, accepting your calling. Like, I know it's a lot of people out here that struggle to find their calling, you know what I'm saying? And, and when you're lucky enough or when you're blessed enough to really walk into it or, or you know, understand what your calling is i mean just you know just run with it you know what i'm saying like you say don't fight it uh keep going and i definitely can see that it's your calling man because i i mean you've been doing it for a while man you hosting talent shows at asu you you know comedy yeah. shows like you know you always that, had the mic and been promoting and that's it's crazy because it's like i didn't know i didn't know bro i did not know like yeah <laughs> told me if you had told me years ago this is what i be doing i didn't know it was a guy named his name is richard adams He's uh he was my dorm he was a dorm manager and was like man you funny you need to you need to host this just uh this is our biggest uh event on campus my this is my first year Auburn State I transferred <laughs> so it's like I I knew people but I ain't really know people like that yeah and he was like telling you like you did this is man I did the uh it was a Black History Month uh talent show it's the biggest talent show in the school packed I'm smart people standing in the sitting through the through the aisles on the on the side of the wall. And somebody like who's new to that would be nervous, man. I got that thing and rocked it out. I couldn't even believe it. It was it was so bad. Like I had my partners that hosted with me and I love them to death. Like they still my homies today. But it was everybody knew like, oh yeah, this can be something different yeah. with that mic. Because yeah. I can I can be funny, I can be serious, I can read off a teleprompter, like I can switch up, I can code switch. They ain't know how to really do that. And when I once I did that man, every organization, everybody wanted me to host. I'm hosting pageants. I'm doing the comedy. I had to get comedy shows when big comedians come. Rick Ross, Autumn King, I hosted the events like Rich Homie Quan, Jack Week. Anytime we had something to host when I was in school in Auburn State, you I was hosting. But the only thing I regret, if I hope somebody watch this, the only thing I regret was not getting footage of it. Like Ooh. I would just live like I can tell you this story, these stories now, you'd be like, man, that sounds crazy. But to actually be there, <laughs> you like, I wish I would have known now what I knew and, and I would have recorded it. I remember DJ uh, Luke Nasty, you know who that, going 80 and something, in yeah, the 60s. He came one day, right? 
I was bringing him out. He's like, man, I don't let people host for me or bring me out. He's like, all right, so, you know what I'm saying? Do your thing. And I come out there. So I'm getting a crowd hype. Mind you, it's all the state. Yeah. It's my crowd. I know exactly what songs to play. <laughs> I know what to say. They up out. They see phone lights out. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. In my mind, I'm like, this, this ain't no fire. Yellow, I'm like, what, what are they yelling for? I look, DJ Luke Nasty, like, coming out. That man told me backstage, he said, man, I couldn't wait. Exactly. I couldn't wait. <laughs> I don't know what you got going, but got some going. And that's what I knew, bro. But now I'm kind of taking the business mind. Like, right now, I can host. I can I can pick up a mic, do my thing. But it's like I'm so business-minded now, man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to own. So I sat back from hosting. I for put sure. the mic down for real. And I've been just, like, been like a boss behind the scenes. And of course, I still promote. But a lot of people don't know exactly what I got going on behind the scenes. So that's the approach I'm taking. The hosting got me to meeting club owners and investors and all this stuff. And yeah. it did what it's supposed to do. But now I'm on the level, like I said, don't forget your your path or your goal. Like hosting, I don't feel like was my passion. It was more of a something to get me to where I needed to be. Like my real passion is putting all my people on, you know, retiring my mom. I told her I'm going to get her in two years. So that's what I've been doing. So now I'm like more behind the scenes, yep. sitting at the big tables. I ain't saying much, but I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the end goal then? I mean, you, you. The end goal, man, is to own, man. I actually want to own uh, stuff that I do. I want to employ my family and my friends where I can, or, you know what I'm saying, invest in them how I can. But my, my end goal is to own uh, a couple of clubs, a couple of lounges, and to own a, um, like an event center slash comedy. I'm still trying to, you know, trying yeah. to figure it out. But it's definitely the end goal. Um, shout out to Kevin Edwards. He owns Opium. Okay. He owns. Um, he kind of like my 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 big dog, my big brother, big dad, like father figure type. He he kind of snatched me up from what I was doing to showing me a different type of life. So For sure. yeah, man, ownership had his own right now, and I it's it's hard it's hard to oh, yeah. be one to other things when you just man when you walk into a spot and all you think about is the business behind it and that's yeah so that's what i'm on man ownership honestly that's the end goal right now yeah bro i love it man you wired different man to be able to go in i watched a podcast with a, a club owner out in miami and he was like man it's really hard for me to go into different clubs sometimes i'll be wanting to go in critique versus having a good time or you know picking up ideas you know what i'm saying like he said he walked into yeah. a club one time and he said he saw that Everybody that was trying to go to the bathroom is somebody that if you walk around the hall, somebody's gonna you gotta go to the bathroom. We walk you to the bathroom to escort you to make sure that you get to the bathroom properly. Like he was just saying, like little small stuff like that to give people a great experience. Because how many times you walk into a, a, a location, you don't know the bathroom at, but you just kind of walking around, and it's just like little small stuff that he was mentioning. Um, and I see that that's how you starting to you know that that's how you thinking, and, and that's the, the the way you going. So. You know, I can't wait to, you know, see that finishing product and just see, you know, what you're able to do with, you know, your spots and everything that you got in your mind um, going forward. So we nothing but success. The last thing, a uh, couple of things I do want to just talk about is just you are uh, got a trucking company, uh, VP of a trucking company. How, how did that come about? And, you know, what did the mind frame, you know, for that, you know, get started? All right. So let me this. This is where the show comes in full circle. Right. Yeah. So. I'm out of college, working none in jobs, warehouse, Tim agency, call center, kind of a regular college, trying to find yourself, still doing my events. 
got into promotion. Um, I, I landed my first big boy job at Penske. Mm-hmm. Penske is a yeah. God tells me he was like, I've been there about a year and a half now. One of the drivers like, hey man, you need to look into dispatcher. Like, that's that's some good money. I'm about to give me a truck. Look into dispatcher. I'm like, all right, cool. Mind you, in and out the air, boom. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. So I'm working. I'm working. Um, I'm working downtown Atlanta location. I I meet this guy. He's like, oh yeah, man. My brother, he, he does this, he does that. Like, we looking for dispatchers. That's my second time hearing it. So mind you, he's a regular customer, so I don't think none of it. In and out, in and out here. <laughs> One of my older frat brothers working Penske higher up. He's a lease sales rep. He uh he came, he told me on the, on some like on some side stuff, like, hey man, I know you promoted the club. I got a new client. He's a club owner, apparently. He's like one of the big guys in the city. So he was like, Hey man, um, you know, try to link with him, talk yeah. to him. But now I'm trying to figure out who he is. Boom. The brother come back in. Oh yeah, my brother owned nightclubs. Oh yeah, for real. Yeah, man. Yeah. You no, know, like I tell you, you start a new truck company. You know somebody who dispatch. Oh, I know how to dispatch. I know how to dispatch. Word. And I, <laughs> and I, I dispatch. Mind you, I ain't met his brother or nothing. I ain't know how to dispatch. So sometimes he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll get my number." I got his number. Me and him was texting. Ooh, I'm going home though. This is when I was like, "All right, bro, you need to change. Like, you can't be going to the clubs, leaving at three or four, then got work at six, seven o'clock in the morning. Like, it's training." Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, mind you, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta, hey, you gotta watch your shoulder. So, so mind you, um, I I do that right. I go home. I'm learning about dispatch. I'm on YouTube, like actually on YouTube, going crazy, and I'm I'm writing stuff. Like putting this girl told me one time, she was like, "Biscuit, for you to follow your dream, you gotta start writing stuff down. You just can't be winging." So I'm like, "All right, let me take this until he." I'm writing, like, I'm writing, like, yeah. I'm in college, taking notes, I'm studying, I'm learning how to do it, I'm, for a full week, just learning how to dispatch. I, I went and registered my business, got some business cards. Mind you, this is all just to oppress one the, person. The guy, yeah, the one person, yeah. So, I meet the brother, his name is Kevin Edwards, mind you, I just told you. Yeah, like, you just told <laughs> I, I, I was like, hey, man, um, I hear you, uh, you got, you just about to start a truck company. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm um, Darius Carmen Biscuit. I work the counter. Anything you need, you know what I'm saying, you let me know. Boom, I have my car. It's a dispatch car. Mm-hmm. Oh, you dispatch? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to get 20 trucks, man. He's like, all right, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk. I'm like, all right, cool. I just wanted to get his number. We got his number. I ain't, you know, made my, you know, just trying to make my first impression. Like, I ain't say nothing about no, nothing. Just here you go. Let him know I dispatch. But I can take care of you at Pennsylvania. Yeah, he started coming in. Me and him building a relationship, and I was like, he told me one day, he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, I own opium. You, you want to come out?" And I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, yeah, for real. I, I promote at arm." He was like, "I own arm." All right, this why I was like, "This is this crazy." <laughs> All right, I first thought he lying because the owner name is uh, such and such because the guy put me onto it promoting. Right, and I ain't gonna say his name. So I told him the guy, and I was like, "Man, he, he told me he was on. He talked some." What? He's like, no, he he he's my head promoter. He's like, I own that. I was like, oh, I'll be promoting in there and, and get hosted. He's like, for real? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's the I'm like, all right, yeah, okay. Next thing you know, arm and opium closes. Mm. They end up building or something like that. This is my first time meeting them, right? So my manager, 
kudos to my manager, man. She told me, it's like, hey, this man got money. Don't nobody just come in here and buy 20 trucks. You need to go to lunch, sit down, talk to him. Yeah. I said, hey, I hit him up. I was like, hey, text him. like, hey, it's Biscuit, bro. I wanted to meet, uh, have a meeting with you. You know what I'm saying? Let's go get some lunch. It took about two or three weeks for him to finally, like, sit down and get lunch with me. He asked me straight up, like, what can you do for me? Like, you, you at this meeting, like, you set this meeting down, on meet with people, it's something about you, but what can you do for me? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm in the trucking industry, which you started trucks, and I'm in a nightlife. I can bring you money two ways. Sold it. Yeah. Sold it. I start, I quit. He called, one day he called Pinsky. He was like, oh, Pinsky, what's up? Why you ready? Why you trying to come out of here? Hey, 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 hey. hey, I called him on my lunch break. I called him on my lunch break. He was like, hey, man, let's, Hey, you trying to do it? Like, let's do it. I was like, bro. I called my mom. I'm like, what you think? I was like, you young. You ain't got no kids. Go ahead. Try it out. She's like, you follow your face. We'll figure it out. I went in there. My manager already knew I was smiling. She was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put in my two weeks, man. I started with him. Um, mind you, I ain't know this man for real. Like, I just took, I took a leap of faith, man. Took a right. leap of faith. Never really fall. I tried to research him and stuff like that. I seen he did own a couple of spots, but I was like, I don't know. I took a leap of faith, bro. We started a company. It was five, six people in the company. When we first and, uh, You hear me? Yeah, you back. My bad, my you bad. You good, you good. Oh, but yeah, uh, I, uh, somebody keep calling me. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I ended, um, I started with the company. I was the newest one. He had like five or six people. Next thing you know, people falling out. So I'm, 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 I'm climbing the ladder. Mind you, I didn't know how to dispatch for real. I'm, I'm learning as I go. Yeah. I'm winging, I'm winging it. Um, but I knew some trucking stuff because of Pinsky. Pinsky actually got me right for the position. Next thing you know, I look around, ain't nobody left in the company but me. And he, he had that conversation with me like, hey man, look, you gotta step up. This is like three, four months of me being in the company. I'm still new. He like, hey, it's on you. It's on you, bro. And I was like, all right, stepped up to it. I started, you know, dispatching. I was dispatching like eight, nine people. Yeah. One time he brought somebody in. And I kind of fell back from dispatch, probably dispatch like three or four. I'm like making sure the company is good. And next thing you know, I'm looking, I'm running the company. Like, I'm like, oh, why run the company? He just check in. Of course, he's still hands on. And that's how that went. Mind you, he owned Opium, he owned Smokehouse, Seesaw, all these different restaurants and lounges. So Cafe Circa, I'm naming stuff that's in Atlanta, of course, yeah, for that people sure. But opium is like the biggest nightclub in Atlanta, like the yeah. biggest opium and, and gold room. So he was like, "All right, yeah, I, I'll tell him right now. You know, this that thing. I'm trying to get get in the get in the dope. Yeah, only see me for the truck and stuff. But man, he he let me do smokehouse day parties last Saturday on um, last last summer on Saturdays, and I, my name started ringing. And then he got me in on a brunch on Sundays. They they was trying up starting up a brunch. They opened up the new opium. Got in and it's been going crazy ever since. I mean, a lot of people. I'm around him making set deals, watching him set deals, and, and I just he. I had a shirt on. Um, a, a dude in college had a shirt that he was selling, and it was like eight or well, six figures before thirty. Yeah. 
and I wore that shirt by him one time. He's like, that should never be your goal. He was like, man, I made a million at 30. He's like, man, matter of fact, I made a million at 31. I was like, well, I'm 29, so I bet I beat you. So it's just little stuff like yes, that, man. Sir. I like I said, man, I be watching, I be watching them, and I be learning. And he know I'm learning too, cause I be stepping on toes. I be like, hey, bro, what's that? What's that? He be like, <laughs> oh man, look, look at you, <laughs> like chill out, like chill out, little grasshopper, chill out. Like, but man, like, nah, it's just man, everything came full circle, bro. Uh, and I, know, I, I was seeing like people was thinking like, you know, does it is it smart for me to go to college and stuff like that, like. Honestly, like, I, a lot of stuff, like, the the education part, yeah, I could have kept it. But as far as the networking, man, you can't get that nowhere else. Like, yeah. meeting people at all, me, me picking up the mic, me, all this would not lead me up to meeting this man who really just changed my life. Now I got free time. I'm flying different places, learning about different clubs, events, learning how to promote different, right. just traveling, like, on a, bro, I, can, I can right now come to Houston right now if I want to. Like, no cap. For, and I ain't got to worry about, oh, I got to take off. Like, I come to Houston right now. Yeah. Like, I was going to do that this week, but we had to start two new drivers. So, um, yeah, bro, like, nah, that's that's how I came full circle, bro. Like, Now, that's a full circle they, moment. Yeah, me staying down, and now I'm running this man trucking company at one of the biggest, one of the, I ain't going to say one of the biggest promoters. But, you know, getting my name out there in Atlanta, like, for sure. Nah, for you, sure, for you sure. one of the biggest promoters, man. Go ahead and put that out there, bro. You, you already, it's it's already there, man. But, uh, dang, that's crazy. So, I mean, for one, t- t- I got two things, and, and then this will be it. So, one, for people that don't know, um, I know you've been saying dispatcher, right? For the people that don't know what a dispatcher is, what, what does a dispatcher do? You know, just bare minimum, you know, bones. What okay, yeah. So a dispatcher, you don't need no education. You don't need to go to school for it. Um, nothing like that. You just bring, honestly, bro, you, a lot of people sell people on training courses, thousands of dollars, two, three thousand. I ain't had that money to spend on a training course. Right. So I got on, which teach you everything. YouTube will teach you how to be a real estate agent. YouTube will <laughs> teach you how, how to start your own podcast, a successful one. YouTube really teach you everything you want to know. You just got to be willing to know it. So it's like, Bro, a dispatcher is where it's in the logistics world where you get something from point A to point B. From point, you get it from point A to point B, back from from B to C, C to D. Like you literally dispatch and find the loads for drivers. Um, and you can, like I said, bro, you don't have to go to school for it. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. You don't have to report to anybody. You can find owner operator trucks truck drivers and dispatcher. My little brother's in college and I'm trying to get him on it because I'm like, hey man, you need your own money. Like you can do this right now and come out of college and you make it with somebody who have a nine to five, 40 hours a week and you only doing it, you only got three, four trucks. So right. yeah, man, it's 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 just man, really just finding loads. A lot of people don't like dispatchers, but if you know how to work your business and you know how to move, you'll be all right. For sure. So for sure. Yeah, I'm people how to dispatch and how to start their own trucking company. I actually helped uh, a famous rapper. I can't say his name, man, because his, his truck company ain't quite up yet. Gotcha. But I get approved for his authority, all that. Just know he's from, he from the South. He, he's he's one of the biggest people in the game, and I helped him <laughs> trucking company together. So I might just start helping people teach them how to start a trucking company, how to maintain one. So That's what's up, man. And then networking. I mean, I mean, I guess not networking, but mentorship. 
you talk about Kevin Edwards. You know, how important um, is the – I don't know if you can hear me. Man, everybody keep calling me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go, man. How important is – this is the last question. How, how important is mentorship um, in, a, in a career? Like, if you're trying to make it to that next level, right? We all – you know, getting a job is one thing. But, you know, when we talk about going to that next stratosphere, we talk about, you know, a million before 30 or 31, whatever the case may have you. How important is a mentorship to help catapult that, you know, being at, in, in one stratosphere going into the next? How important is that? It's, it's very important. A lot of people like me, I don't like to claim I got a mentor or like to say, oh, I'm mentoring you. Like, I'm so cool. It's just like, bro, just pick up on game. You want to know something, I teach you. Like, I'm, I'll be big, bro. I'll be big, bro. That's just, that's just me. Yeah. But, um, man, I, it's crazy because I had a mentor throughout my life this whole time. And, and I just never really, you know, called it that. I just latched on to somebody that latched on to me. Like, when I was in high school, I had a guy, um, Albert Lindsay. Um, he was my mentor. He's a um, principal. He's uh, man. He he does so much for the community. Uh, the community. He's a bishop of a church, um, and he my frat brother. So he's the one who kind of showed me, hey, get get right, learn yeah. this, learn that, and that made me want to get in the frat. You know what I'm saying? And then you know he's kind of like my life mentor. And then. I met another mentor when I got when I got grown, Kevin Edwards, and it's kind of like it wasn't forced. Like I was looking for a mentor. It was kind of like I see what you got going. I bun got there to the where it's like he ain't gotta really say he my mentee. I mean he's my mentor. He just he just know like we both know like all right, bro. Like I taught him man three folks. I already taught him five times play. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't even knew yet. <laughs> like. So that's this is this is how it is, bro. Like anybody that looking for a mentor, I wouldn't say like, "Hey, go out, hey man, I'm looking for a mentor." Just, just whatever you're doing or whatever like career or whatever industry you in, and you you go and find somebody who resembles something that you that you like, and, and, and just make it organic, bro. Make build a relationship, and then it'll it'll take you a long way. For sure, man. Appreciate you, dog. I know you're busy. Obviously, your phone ringing bell, so we are gonna let you go. <laughs> Three, I got three parties. There. I got a brunch that starts at in twenty minutes. I got a day party and a night party at night. But yeah. I got a whole team. That's why everybody calls me. For sure. If you could just give me one recommendation of who we can get on the podcast next, somebody that you think is dope. This is how we keep the podcast rolling. Um, just give me one to two recommendations, and then if you could just send me that information, I will reach out to them um, and, and make it possible to get them on the podcast. Okay. Um, if I was to recommend somebody, I would do. Gary, my boy Gary, he he uh he sells and tailor suits. Okay, I gotta I gotta put my homies on first. Like yeah, those, he, he actually just signed a crazy deal. Hopefully, he can say it in the interview. If you get him the interview, uh, well, interview with him. Um, he he he's an entrepreneur. He 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 does all like everybody's suits when they come. Man, he made me put on a suit. Ooh. Change up. Um, and then I would say, uh, I would say. Let me give out a promoter. Let me do a promoter. Um, it's so many. You got PB, Blu-ray, BZ. Let's go. Let's do one of my um, partners, um, BZ. He's a he's a he's a promoter. His name Great BZ. Like, sure. I think he'll have some interesting to tell you. 
Dope. We're going to lock it in, man. I'll just uh, hit you up. Uh, I'll hit you up offline, get that information, and then we'll chop it up, man. But it was great talking to you, great meeting you. Uh, if you ever in Houston, man, just let me know, man. Hey, I'm coming. Don't yeah. worry. I'm coming. I'm going to Vegas like next week. Okay. I said I got to make my way. I'm definitely coming. Now I know somebody that's out there. I'm coming, bro. You just got to make introduce me to some people. I'm coming out there to have fun, but I'm trying to connect with people too. Oh, that's a bet. We got you, man. Appreciate you so much, man. You have a good one. And good luck, bro. All right, bro. Appreciate it. All right. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.